Welcome to the Super Sleuth Podcast, presented by the Frostburg State University Children's Literature Center. Get ready to time travel with your hosts, Bill and Cameron, and use your detective skills to identify our mystery famous person. We'll give you 10 clues about our famous person, plus we'll give you the meanings of three vocabulary words related to our famous person. Using the 10 clues and three vocabulary words, can you identify our mystery famous person? Be sure to listen all the way through our podcast because Bill and Cameron will also have a special segment involving superheroes and will tell you all about an awesome new book. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Are you ready to have fun? Let's start the Super Sleuth Podcast. Welcome to episode number seven. Are you ready, Cameron? Yes, I am. Okay, let's do it. Before we go to seven, why don't we should probably give the answers to episode six. And I know most of you have figured it out now, at least we hope. And the answer, of course, was Mary Blair, B-L-A-I-R. And the book that it came from is Mary Blair's Unique Flair. And it's written by Amy Noveski, spelled N-O-V-E-S-K-Y, and illustrated by Brittany Lee. And it's a Disney book. All right. The vocabulary words were the first one, which was a noun, was animated, and that means made using animation techniques. Okay, so the first word was animated. The second word was blanco, which means white in Spanish. Okay, so the definition, the word is blanco, and that is that means white in Spanish. And then the last word was South America, and that means a continent in the Western Hemisphere mostly in the southern hemisphere with a relatively small portion in the northern hemisphere okay so the last vocabulary word was south america and we chose these three vocabulary words because they relate very closely to mary blair and about the book where um the book that we use for mary blair now it's time for our next set of clues we're looking for the name of an inventor. Clue number one. Born in 1866, this inventor was known as the one who loved colors such as orange-yellow petals of a black-eyed Susan to the scarlet-red tones of a cardinal's wings. Clue number one. Born in 1866, this inventor was known as one who loved colors such as the orange-yellow petals of the black-eyed Susan to the scarlet-red tones of a cardinal's wings. Clue number two. His company made only carbon black, which was used to produce black ink, black dye, black stove, and shoe polish, and electric street lamps. His company made only carbon black, which was used to produce uh, black ink, 
black dye, black stove and shoe polish, and electric street lamps. Clue number three. Carbon black was made from the soot, soot of burning oil and natural gas. Clue number three. Carbon black was made from the soot of burning oil and natural gas. Clue number four. Because in the 1800s, paper was expensive, children wrote on slates. He invented an inexpensive gray slate pencil and a dustless white chalk for teachers. Clue number four. Because in the 1800s, paper was expensive, children wrote on slates. He invented an inexpensive gray slate pencil and a dustless white chalk for teachers. Clue number five. His wife, Alice, who was a teacher, encouraged him to invent colored crayons because the ones from Europe were big, dull, and made clumsy lines. His wife, Alice, who was a teacher, encouraged him to invent colored crayons because the ones from Europe were big, dull, and made clumsy lines. Clue number six. He experimented with using paraffin to make his crayons stronger and ground up rocks and minerals to make bright colors. And I'll go ahead and spell paraffin for you guys. It is spelled P-A-R-A-F-F-I-N, paraffin. So clue number six, he experimented with using paraffin to make his crayon stronger and ground up rocks and minerals to make bright colors. And I'll spell paraffin one more time. It is spelled P-A-R-A-F-F-I-N. Clue number seven. His company won a gold medal at the 1904 World's Fair. Clue number seven. His company won a gold medal at the 1904 World's Fair. Clue number eight. In 1903, Alice came up with the name for his crowns crayons by combining two French words to create a new word, Crayola. And I'm going to spell those two French words. So the first word is spelled C-R-A-I-E. And then the second word is spelled O-L-E-A-G-I-N-O-U-S. Okay, so clue number eight. In 1903, Alice came up with a name for his crayons by combining two French words to create a new word, Crayola. And once again, I'll spell those two words. So the first word is spelled C-R-A-I-E. 
And the second word is spelled L-L-E-A-G-I-N-O-U-S. Clue number nine. The Binney and Smith Company shipped out the first box of Crayola crayons, which numbered eight. They were red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet, brown, and black, and sold for a nickel. Clue number nine. The Binney and Smith Company shipped out the first box of eight Crayola crayons, they were red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet, brown, and black, and sold for a nickel. Okay, the last clue, clue number 10. Benny and Smith were called philanthropists because they donated money to build a park, a pond, and playing fields built in the city of Old Greenwich. And I'll go ahead and spell philanthropists. So it's spelled P-H-I-L-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-I-S-T-S. Okay, so the last clue, clue number 10 is, Benny and Smith were called philanthropists because they donated money to build a park, a pond, and playing fields built in the city of Old Greenwich. And I'm going to spell philanthropist for you guys one more time. It's spelled P-H-I-L-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-I-S-T-S. All right, now it's time for our vocabulary definition clues. So the first vocabulary word it's a noun, and it means a hard, smooth, usually dark surface used especially in a classroom for writing or drawing on with chalk. So once again, it is a noun, and it is a hard, smooth, usually dark surface used especially in a classroom for writing or drawing on with chalk. The second word we're looking for is also a noun, and it should be defined in this way. One who makes an active effort to promote human welfare by donating to the building of a museum or perhaps something at a university. We're looking for a noun, and the word should be defined as one who makes an active effort to promote human welfare such as the building of a museum or something at a university. And the last vocabulary word is also a noun, and it is a substance that imparts black or white or a color to other materials. And it can also mean a coloring matter in animals and plants, especially in cell or tissue. So once again, it is a noun, and it is a substance that imparts black or white or a color to other materials. And another definition is a coloring matter in animals and plants, especially in cell or tissue. 
With us today is Ashling from the Children's Literature Center, who's going to share one of her favorite books. Today's book is called The Great Paper Caper by Oliver Jeffers. The wonderful Oliver Jeffers, illustrator of such books as The Day the Crayons Quit and author-illustrator of titles like How to Catch a Star, creates an entertaining picture book mystery in The Great Paper Caper. As the residents of the forest notice the branches have begun to go missing from the trees, they attempt to solve the mystery, accusing each other at first and then banding together to find the culprit. A local bear, in the meantime, obsesses about becoming a paper aeroplane making champion like the bears that went before him. Be sure to check out this fun, entertaining read, The Great Paper Caper by Oliver Jeffers, and don't forget to take a guess at who the culprit might be. Oh, Cameron, I bet you wore a new shirt today, did you? Let's talk a little bit about superheroes. All right, so the superhero from last week was the Green Lantern. So if you guessed Green Lantern, you were correct. So the superhero for this week is a part of the Teen Titans group, and this superhero can shoot a blaster from their arm, and this superhero is very good with technology. Whoa, that sounds like a great one, Cameron. Let's talk a little bit about our website. Yes, so last week um, we talked about, I talked about the website a little bit, and um, so our website will be up very, very soon. So on our website, we're gonna have a couple of different um, things on there. So one of the things on our website will be a place where you can find all the clues from the previous week's episodes. And then we'll have another place on our website where you can find the link to our SoundCloud page so you can listen to all of our previous episodes on SoundCloud. And then we're also gonna have a place on our website called Related Books where we're going to be uploading different books about our mystery people so you can go to your local library and check these books out to learn even more. And then we're going to have another um, place on our website called Teacher Resources where we're going to put up other facts and things that we learned about these people on our website so you can also learn more information about our people. Thank you, Cameron. I think it's going to be great. Okay, let's get ready for the next episode. So we probably should give them a clue. Yes, we okay. should. Okay, here's the clue. What did you have for lunch today, so Cameron? So for lunch today, I had mashed potatoes, I had french fries, I had a baked potato, and I also had some potato cakes. So lots of potatoes. Oh, and I also had potato chips too. Wow. Okay, great clue. Thank you for being with us. See you the next time. It's been fun, Super Sleuths. Now make sure to submit your answers to who you believe is our mystery famous person and the three vocabulary words. Also, be sure to look for future episodes of the Super Sleuth podcast on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our SoundCloud page. Please join Bill and Cameron again for more time traveling. And in the meantime, great job, Super Sleuths. <laughs>